do you mean, what the hell's a dragolich? Karen. Worthless. Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I am not Ricky this week. No, he's the guy that, uh... Listens to uh, fantasy football advice from his friends and then ganks his picks that we discussed on the phone. Gosh. No, this no, guy. no, I'm not. No, I'm 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 the guy that fell into the the Reddit forum that had the Game of Thrones leak and accidentally found and watched the newest episode before it came out. <laughs> Dude, and that's fine because you forwarded it to me and then I watched it. What? What so, are you talking uh, about? I did I didn't know such thing. <laughs> Of course not. Why would you do that? Oh, man. Dude, this is going to be a fun episode. I am so ready to do this one. We have good stuff to talk about. Yeah, like but what? Some really exciting stuff. Yeah, but let's let's make sure right at the top of the show, we are not going to talk the Game of Thrones episode until the end of our episode. Uh, we're going to get through all of our notes, and if you want to stick around at the end of the episode, we will talk the newest coming out this Sunday episode of Game of Thrones. Yep, because I'm caught up, and I'm about to go on night shift, so I wouldn't have been able to watch it anyway. So, uh, thank you, Europe, for accidentally leaking the episode. I appreciate well, that. it was HBO itself. It was the, the broadcaster aired the wrong episode, out of order. I don't know how that happens. I, I've read some descriptions of how it could happen, but... Uh, but l let me make this clear. I currently pay for HBO, so I I'm watching my backup copy that I haven't made yet. I, I don't know. <laughs> Did you make a copy? Because if you made a copy, you have something that piqued my interest before we get into all the news. What What is going on with the bugs in your life? Dude, okay, you know, uh, I had talked about filling up our swimming pool. We had bought a little pool well it's getting close to the end of pool season we were gonna take down the pool i've never taken down a pool i mean how do you drain 2600 gallons so little by little over the past few weeks when it rains i pull the plug on the pool and let it drain so that way if it floods my neighbor's yard it can be you know the rain did it oops well, the problem with that is the pool got so shallow that it got down below the drain holes. And so it became like a moat. And it became a home for mosquitoes and insects. And yesterday I was like, I'm going to drain this thing. So I threw on some nasty clothes and I waded out in it and I pulled the sides down and drained the mess out. And sure enough, I was able to drain the pool and flip it over and get it all nice and drying. I get inside and I realize I think I've been bitten by about 20 or 30 baby mosquitoes. Like, Ugh. my legs from the calves down are just red bumps full of nothing but mosquito bites. Nasty. I, I am the, you know that person that, like, gets bit so much by mosquitoes that they're immune to, like, the West Nile virus or something. I, I think if I survive this, I'll be immune to anything. I'm good to go now. I may become Mosquito Man. Who knows? I don't know what my superpowers will be, 
Oh, you'd be a vampire. Duh. Sweet. I've always wanted to be a vampire. Except you'd instead of being afraid of the sun, you'd be afraid of uh, large plastic netting, I guess. And anybody swatting their hand towards me, I <laughs> flinch. Oh, you have the you have the super uh, uh, mosquito sense flying away. But I will say this. Uh, what that has allowed me to do is yesterday I got coated my legs in calamine lotion and we... My wife and I, we sat down, and we started watching a show that came out yesterday. And I'm done, man. I'm caught up. Shut I up. have finished The Defenders. I'm on episode three of The Defenders, and Ooh. I like it. I really like it. Um, you know, Iron Fist. Let, let's talk about the characters. I'm going to start with Iron Fist because, of course, I've stated on this episode, on, on this podcast... Iron Fist was the letdown of the Marvel Universe so far. Uh, Danny ran in the show so far. I'm up to episode three. Good. Uh, yeah, I thought the fight, good. the fighting was well choreographed this time. Problem mm-hmm. with the Iron Fist show itself. It was rushed. And um, dialogue's better. Uh, they got better writers, I guess. I, well, I, this I like is done. It. This Defenders is done by the showrunner of daredevil right yeah which both seasons of daredevil have been strong some of the best television i've seen correct um let me tell you from something that i finished you know i i'm done with it, it it's incredible the I, i'm not going to buy in i've already seen comments about other people that have read it all you know what i, I don't care i get to make my own opinion and the choreography is great if Danny ever comes off, I wanted to address this, and, and they do, they address this in the show, finally. People that have issues with the way, and this can go back to the original Iron Fist as well, with the way Danny acts, with the way he's, you know, gets angry, he, he, he does, his dialogue is very childish. He is a child. He is a 10-year-old that hasn't been in the real world in, you know, 15 years or so it, they address this issue in this show Danny's character becomes very well flushed out I believe and oh my goodness just we get a very good Iron Fist we get a great Iron Fist all these characters all of our superheroes are very well covered all of our superheroes just it, it's such a good show. You, yeah, and I did, I did want to speak to each. I did want to speak to each one. Uh, Jessica Jones, like I said, I've only seen up to episode three. She's still amazing, great, yes, uh, funny. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, Matthew Murdoch, uh, Charlie Cox as as Daredevil coming hmm. back is just as good as I remember. Absolutely. Uh, now, not a member of the Defenders, but is in there. Stick is he's still absolutely hilarious. I love that guy. Cannot get enough of him uh, for huh. me. Uh, yeah. And um, uh, Luke Cage, love Luke Cage. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there is a payoff, by the way. If you've watched the Luke Cage series, there is a hanging thread that's left off that's never addressed. The moment he gets off the bus and sees uh, somebody, it's addressed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep, that's taken care of. Yeah, yeah, it is a one hundred and ten percent, I would say. But 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I, I would I would have binged it all last night, but I, I'm an adult and can't stay up all night anymore. So hey, I, I stayed up till one. So and did I. I. <laughs> and and then I got up at six and made breakfast. Yeah, <sighs> I got up at six and went and cleaned a cleaned the place. So I hear you. I hear anyway. you, dude. Defenders is not going to disappoint. I don't think so. I think people will definitely come out of this on the bright side. Um, but all in all, so far what I've seen of the Defenders, I'm really enjoying. I, I've got a good feeling about it. it. It's got that Daredevil feel to it, that Jessica mm-hmm. Jones feel to it, and I'm I'm excited to finish it. I, I, I guarantee you, I'll be done with it before next weekend. I That's mean, awesome. and I hate, I hate that this is where it's gotten to that we we one weekend and we're done with what we've been waiting for for months. But. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's no other way to do it. I just want it so bad. Plus, on top of Defenders coming out, they gave us the Punisher trailer. Sean, how do you feel about that Punisher trailer? Well, well, that's what, as soon as we finished Defenders, Michelle's like, when when do we get something else? I was like, I think we got to wait for January, and that's when we get the Punisher. Oh, my goodness, man. Just the clips that we get to see in this Punisher preview. I cannot tell you how dumbfounded I am by the fact that I'm anticipated for something Punisher-related. Like I've stated before, I've never been able to wrap my head around Punisher. Uh, The series, I mean, I've got issues of the Punisher. I picked up some um, last week on Local Hall. Uh, I've had, like, the Jim Lee Punisher stuff from early on. I I never had any of the Mike Zeck, or I don't have the early appearances in Amazing Spider-Man or anything like that. But all the movies that have come out before this series, um, and all those meager books I've read with the Punisher, the closest I came was probably his appearance in Civil War, which is really epic. Not the movie, of course, the the comics, <laughs> um, which is one of my favorite scenes ever. You know, where Captain America and him square off, and and he refuses to fight Captain America. You know, because he's He's Captain America. He's yeah. he's America. He's what Frank loves. And, you know, even though Frank is messed up, you know, he's not going to... No. Oh, man, it's just so no. good. that If you haven't read Civil War, go read that. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, absolutely. Uh, I am so excited for John Barenthal's Punisher. Um, absolutely. I can't speak well enough about the guy. I hope the series doesn't turn me. I mean, I hope that they don't, you know, maybe they don't iron fist it. But, you know... It- It'll be great, dude. I, I have no qualms about this. There's no any hesitation on this show not being just fought out incredible. Uh, I just can't wait, man. I, I think John Barenthal is the Punisher we've always wanted. I mean, for the longest time growing up, you know, the, the, the only Punisher we knew was uh, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren. So, and you know what? As a kid, you're like, this is a good show. <laughs> this is a good movie. I like this. Look, it's Lewis Gossett Jr. from Iron Eagle. He's here. Yay. I love oh, this movie. Man. Now, um, tell you something I do love, though. Jessica Jones got some news as well. I mean, we're all Netflixed up in this business. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica Jones showed that uh, David Tennant returns as Kilgrave. Now, of course... At the end of Jessica Jones, he he got his neck snapped. So, uh, what it is believed is that he's appearing in the minds of people that he 
of course, was in at the time. Now, whether that means he's all Voldemort up and he's going to show back up or he's a, you know, like a, the Shadow a King, like yeah. he's the Shadow King floating around or something, or he's just still in their minds as, you know, a, a memory that haunts them. Who knows? But I'm so happy to see David Tennant on screen again, especially in the Marvel Universe. Cannot be excited, more excited for Jessica Jones as well as the Punisher. Anything with David Tennant, man. Anything with David Tennant, absolutely incredible. Um, now moving out of the Marvel, uh, we also have some comic book news about a a favorite uh, non non Big Two publisher, uh, Lock and Key, who the series got greenlit, and now there's a casting for that show. the The matriarch of the house got cast, uh, Nina Locke, Francis O'Connor. And she's from where have we seen her? The Conjuring, two. Yes. Uh, now she's not so. one of the children, of course. She's she's the mom. And That's awesome. I'm not I'm not familiar enough with the story. I know what goes on. I know it's about the kids and about this house and you know and it's all uh, uh, you know supernatural goodness. I, I'm excited to see it, and you know I'm one of those people. I don't want to just rush out and grab the stuff and read it and then watch the series. I want to see the series fresh because, of course, it's not going to match the source material. The source material is going to be better. But, you know, I want to see that first and then possibly go back and, and check out what it's all about. Yeah, dude. I I told you, you asked me before, um, you know, was I familiar with Lockheed Key? I, I honestly am not. But this this... Casting is going to be great, I think. You know, for something I'm not super keen on or have uh, a bunch of knowledge about, the Frances O'Connor is definitely a great actress. And anything that she, you know, is in, I've enjoyed so far. So let's go with it. Uh, it'll be a show or a movie that I'll watch for sure. And this is this is Joe Hill, right? Yes, yeah, Joe, uh, Stephen King's son is the creator of Lock and Key. And awesome. of course people people have raved about the series since it came out, you know, whenever I was still uh comic book store in Jonesboro, people were talking about this series and I just I've always been third party shy. Sorry guys, I have. Um but I'll stray out of bounds every now and then. Uh my Transformers of course I love are are a third party and uh there there've been some other things I've picked up along the way. Just uh I don't know. I don't know. You're a good third-party man, though. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a try. You know, I actually have several issues of Lock and Key. I've just never read them. Oh, you, what? I do. Huh. I do have uh, a few issues. Not the original Lock and Key, but there is a, uh, like a follow-on series Lock and Key, and I think I have one, two, and three of whatever that follow-on series was. They're lock and key, something else, and I have those. I, I, I just haven't read them. You know, that reminds me. That's funny. I was looking through some comics the other day, and there was a point at which um, I just had stuff in my in my file, and I'd go and pick it up, and I was too busy to read, and some stuff got behind it I've never read. Um, just it happens to people. It's not It's not something that's that unusual. But the other day I was looking through and I actually have the first uh, story arc appearance of Damian Wayne. Um, like Batman number 543 or whatever. Like 
Andy Kubert was working on the series, and I have the the cameo and the first appearance. I was like, what? What? When when did I acquire this? And uh, it was pretty cool. It was about that same time, you know. Jim Lee was uh, doing his Batman run, the Hush run, and he switched over to the Superman run he did. It was right in that era, and of course, I love Jim Lee's art. So I mean, I I I read all those, but um, the Kubert guys are good. But I mean, I just I had that stuff. Not the hugest Batman run, but I heard they were doing something different with it, and I think I just picked them up. I was like, yeah, uh, add them to the folder. <laughs> That'll be awesome, dude. Yeah, I need to go through more of my stuff to see what I've got. There's a lot of. Um, you know, maybe smaller books. Like I have, I think I have everything from Civil War. No, it's House of M. I have everything from House of M, but I don't know if I've read everything from House of M, which oh. I really enjoyed that series. Yeah, um, dude, you need to you need to, uh, read up on all those and then let me borrow them. <laughs> um, you know, one of the best things I loved about House of M was Wolverine. the The Wolverine part of that story. Because, you know, as, as what happened is Wanda used her powers and gave everybody uh, uh, the dream they wanted, you know, mm-hmm. and made it real. But, of course, Wolverine always wanted to remember everything in his past. Well, he remembers everything, including being in the other world. Like, he remembers everything that happened to him, there were his memories wiped, and the other world. And that's how he wakes up. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> what is all this? You know, he literally jumps off the head the helicarrier that's mutant controlled now. And uh, that was just a great way to start that story for me. I really love that. I know Wolverine is a character that everybody's like, why is everybody Wolverine? Uh, It's just really done really well in that story. That really got me in house of M dude, something that both of us, well, you posted it because you beat me to it. I was, I was seriously about to post uh, something on our page earlier this week and then I get a notification that there was a post on our page, and I pull it down, and you had beat me to the punch. The Japanese Thor Ragnarok trailer dropped. Oh, yes, and, it did. Oh, and we get to see Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. my goodness, dude. Yeah, I mean, not not only from the last time we saw him was the end of the Doctor Strange movie talking to Thor, which, of course, we knew he was going to be in. Uh, this is the first footage we get of him um, talking a lot. Yeah, yeah, and he, he doesn't really have uh, a lot of good things to say about Thor's future. Yeah, he, uh, I believe he stated that uh, you know what was it? Uh, he he his destiny was with death, and I uh, think Thor was basically like, "Well, I'm going to look for death," you know. Oh man, this movie, this movie, it is going to be awesome. I. And so ready for Thor Ragnarok. There's there's always those movies that, you know, I was looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy. And as big a Spider-Man guy as I am, I knew that Guardians was going to be bigger than Homecoming. And if you fast forward those to the previous to, you know, now it being Homecoming with Thor Ragnarok on the, you know, the next one out. I really am looking forward to Thor Ragnarok more than I was Homecoming. And that's not to say that I don't love Spider-Man Homecoming, but having seen it, 
I just have this feeling that Thor Ragnarok will be one of those that, you know, it will be a Captain America Civil War. I think it will be Thor's greatest out of his trilogy because I don't know about you. And, and we've never discussed this. I, I thought Dark World what was kind of a letdown for me compared to the third first Thor movie that we got. And, and I need Ragnarok to pick that back up. See, uh, you know, Thor two falls in the same category as Iron Man two to me. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I mean, there was a lot of things they played with in that movie that they couldn't have done in in the first movie. Um, you spend a lot of time on Asgard. The you know, his mom, uh, Loki is more fleshed out there. I, I think even though, uh, old Mister Doctor Who himself isn't doesn't really speak a lot. I think he. I think the villain's fine, and the, the story's okay. I mean, I really enjoy that movie. Visually, it's stunning, yeah. and the like the Asgardian funeral is is beautiful. Right. Um, I mean, Jane, but you said it. You said the word. It's okay. I mean, it's okay. I and I I think Iron Man Two is way better than Thor: Dark World. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I mean uh, Iron Man Two. A lot of people don't like. They like right. Iron Man three, and that 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 breaks my mind. But uh, I love Iron Man two. I'm sorry. Yeah, I will Iron not. Man I two. will. I, no, I, let me take that back. I'm not going to apologize for my love for Iron Man two because I think it's a great movie. Yeah, dude, Mickey Rourke, hands down, and not to mention uh, Justin Hammer. Uh, why can't Mr. Moon his himself, name. Mr. Uh, Twinkle Toes? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. I was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first movie. Yes, yes, Sam, he was. Sam. Rockwell? Yes. Sam Rockwell. Thank you very much. Oh, my goodness. Sam Rockwell is awesome. Mickey Rourke is awesome. I mean... Oh, my God. It, and the Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson in that movie is You know, the, see, there's so much in <laughs> Iron Man 2 that comes to light. We get to see, you know, all, all that awesome stuff, all those great actors. Thor 2 felt like... Okay, we're telling this story, and in order to get from point A to point, you know, C, we have to tell point B. Point B might kind of be—it's a little dialogue heavy. It—it it just doesn't move the way I would like a Thor movie, the way um, MCU movie normally moves. I, I don't feel Dark World does that. And from what we've seen of Ragnarok, we're going to be back in the saddle. You know, this is going to be action, humor. The the story will move at a decent pace. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I have to break the podcast at this moment in time because Thor 3 is going to be fun. It looks goofy yes. as shit. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to tell It'll you that be... right now. I the colors care. are blown out. The, like, Loki's outfit looks cosplay I'm telling you, everybody's building it up a little too high for me. No. The movie is goofy looking. I gotta say it. It looks I goofy. It. I love it. I love every second of it. I'm uh, a goofy person, man. You know this. Yeah, I love it. And like I, like I said before, it feels like everybody looked at Guardians of the Galaxy and goes, oh, we need to be doing that. Which, don't get me wrong, that's not a bad thing. Guardians of, Gal Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 are both amazing, fun, great movies. I'm not going to speak a single bad word against either of those movies. I don't need that kind of hate in my life. But, right. 
Thor Ragnarok feels a little, hey guys, we copied this to me. I don't, I don't care. You, you, if you copy greatness, it's only creating more greatness. <laughs> now, now you said goofiness. There's, there's a lot of goofy movies, and one of them back in the day was Super Troopers. I love. Okay, if we're well, going to talk Super Troopers, we have to talk about how that was one of our movies. I mean, there was, there was Friday. There was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. There was Clerks. Super Troopers falls into that realm. The first outing yeah. by Broken Lizard. I love that movie. I'm not going to apologize oh, for that one either. No, no, absolutely. Super Troopers is absolutely incredible. It's one of those that when you finish watching it, you could be like, you, you want to watch it again? Yeah, dude, it, let's watch it again. It doesn't matter. Ooh, so, ooh. <laughs> so, so we're going to get Super Troopers 2. My question to you, is this going to hold up? Is it going to be funny? I, the only reason I'm hesitant is because a lot of sequels to great movies like that fall short. Anchorman was flat out incredible. Anchorman 2 fell flat on its face. Yeah, but then you have Clerks and Clerks 2. I'm a huge fan of Clerks 2. I, I mean, Kevin Smith oh, is not the greatest director that... in the world. He 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 isn't. I mean, he, and he'll tease the first one to tell you that. But, I mean, nobody thought he could follow up Clerks with anything that was anywhere near that. You know, the, oh, he's just making a blah, blah, blah. I enjoy Clerks 2. It is legitimately funny. But, you can make a Super Troopers 2 and it work. The odds are against it, but... Yeah. I mean, because have you seen Club Dread? Uh, I mean, now, I will still it, it, argue that death scene in there is amazing. Well, it is <laughs> Whoever did dreadful. the special effects right. nailed it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's quite dreadful. I, I don't yeah, know. I, I'm not going to argue with that either. I'm, I'm pumped for Super Troopers 2. This could be great. This could be just another one of those movies, but Broken Lizard, I think they have four movies that they've made under the, under the you know, Broken Lizard presents this movie, this movie. I think so they've got Super Troopers, they've got Club Dread, they've got Beer Fest, they've got, what's the other one? I guess, I guess this is the fourth. And, and of those, I would say Super Troopers is the best. Beer Fest was funny, but not a rewatchable classic. Mm -hmm. It's a good movie. If you walk into your friend's house and they're watching Beer Fest, you'll be like, oh, sweet, I'll watch it. Yeah, Su but Super Troopers 2 is, is going to be definitely one of those movies I'm going to give a chance to because that oh, first yeah. movie is so quotable and so rewatchable. You're absolutely correct about that. You boys like Mexico? <laughs> Goodness. Who wants a mustache ride? All right. Uh, All right. Uh, let me talk about this, though. We've got, so far, The Force Awakens. We've mm -hmm. gotten Rogue One. We're about Correct. to get The Last Jedi. Yes. We get a Han Solo movie that is being worked on right now. By Ron Howard. How do you feel about an Obi-Wan movie? I think this is what we all wanted. Of course, and, and, and I know there's people that say they want a Boba Fett movie, but come on. I mean, I want a Boba Fett movie too, but is there enough meat there to write an entire movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, listen. They're going to get to a Boba Fett movie. It's just going really to happen. So. We're going to get one Star Wars movie a year for the rest of our lives. You're going to get your Boba Fett movie. But while Ewan McGregor is still young and still yeah. at the right age to play Obi-Wan... Which yeah. they haven't said he's going to. 
But if they're making an Obi-Wan yeah. movie, you've got a guy that played Obi-Wan that nailed it. I say you do this. I say you go out and you yeah. just sign him up. Do it do it before he gets Alec Guinness's age. <laughs> well, let's talk how okay, so we we both have stated our opinion on the prequels before, but what how did you feel about Ewan McGregor in the prequels? He's fine. I mean, just fine? He Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, in did, I think he's did fine. you think he honored I, I think he's the a little, I think he's a little whiny. <laughs> well, I mean, was that the writing or was that the acting? I don't know. It's probably not Ewan McGregor's fault. I think he's done some really great stuff, so I would write that off as bad writing, which, I mean, come on. Uh, it, it happens in those movies. There are people that love those movies. There are people those that love those movies. Right. I, I, that's it. You know. Well, but, yeah, I mean, I don't... I, I write it off to those, those first three... Those prequel movies weren't, weren't for us. They were for our children or children soon yet to mm -hmm. be born. <laughs> Of those um, movies, Obi-Wan is definitely a standout character that I tried to relate myself to and be like, I'm following this character because this is the only one that doesn't make me want to choke the ever-living crap out of him. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with an Obi-Wan movie, and I think Ewan McGregor did a great job. Yeah, and um, I really so, liked him in the prequels, and I thought he did a great version of Sir Alec Guinness. You know the voice and and all that. I, now I don't know about the timing. Of Here's, course, do they put him on Tatooine the whole time? I don't think that'd be a great. I, movie. I read, <laughs> I read a, I read a Reddit post that said, "Do you think we're getting an Obi Wan Kenobi movie? Because we're gonna find out that Ray is a Kenobi." Well, that's that's a that's a very interesting theory. There was I, I know there was over it, fifty. 15 hours of static. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that 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 just came up, and I was like, oh, good point. Right before we get episode 8, which should progress our story along a little better, hopefully, with, you know, Ray's relationship, her family heritage. It, it's something that we all want to know. We get it announced that Oh yeah, we're gonna give you uh, we're gonna give you an Obi Wan movie. Here you go, and, and you know that could just be because they can't give us can, can they give us an Anakin movie? Can they give us a Darth Vader movie to show what happens between? I think think Rogue One covers a little bit of that enough for us that we can be like, we got our our extra tidbit of Vader. We're happy with that. But you got to remember, you have to remember, they brought Ewan McGregor in to do voice work for The Force Awakens. It wasn't a reused line from, like, Sir Alec Guinness that they repurposed. They brought him in and paid him to do voice work in the new series. I don't think they're mm -hmm. done with him. They could have so easily pulled something from somewhere or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to go with a little conspiracy, and I'm going to say they, they had this plan the whole time. I say, I say that. she and, she and is I'm a Kenobi, and, and this movie is going to be about that relationship, or that the the start of that. You, you have no idea. Like, in the back of my head, you know, I, I'm, I'm always thinking, okay, I'm it, it's a conspiracy theory and all this stuff, and I'm just buying into the hype that she's a Kenobi or she's not a Skywalker. In all reality, 
we're probably going to find out she's a Skywalker. But there's a part of me that goes, no, man, it would be cool if she wasn't a Skywalker. So we could finally learn the stories about Jedis that aren't Skywalkers because there's there used to be a ton of them. So they each one have an awesome story about how they got to where they were, you know, how they got to be on the Jedi Council and all that great stuff. So the fact that we're getting an Obi-Wan movie it is really exciting to me. Can't wait. Let's talk about some local hall, Sean. All right. I have none. Okay. Then we're done with local hall. No. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, as I put out on the site earlier, I, I did get some local hall today. I took the kids to Cersei and stopped in at uh, Geeks Comics and, and Games, uh, a local store in Cersei, Arkansas, who has a uh, comic section, big uh, uh, Warhammer and uh, a whole back room full of that, and D&D and all that, you know, the standard fare. Uh, really good store. And I was able to find a What If I'd Been Looking For, uh, What If the Watcher Saved the Universe, uh, number 39. Great cover. Iron Man getting his chest blew out, and uh, 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 Lord of Vampires Wolverine. That's interesting. Um, and I also found a Web of Spider-Man number six cover by John Byrne. Nice. I'll take that from you. Nah, you won't. Also, I visited our local Goodwill. Uh, they had a grab bag yeah. of stuff. And I got a bag full of uh, prizes for my son pooping on the potty successfully. And, but also had uh, stompers. <laughs> I have two stompers. You remember stompers? What? Yeah. Uh, vaguely, vaguely remember Stompers. Yeah, these stupid little one AA powered battery truck with rubbered wheels that had a light in them that crawled over anything you put in front of them. Yeah. Okay. I, thought I it was remember neat. those. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's awesome. And I also got a GoBot, my first GoBot in forever. Uh, Jeeper Creeper. Huh. Right in the bag. It's awesome. Sean, let me ask you a question. What you got? Have you seen a little show called The Incredible Hulk? Yes. Well, that's that's good, because I have a second part of that question. Have you ever seen the special TV movies they did, The Trial of the Incredible Hulk and Thor and the Hulk? No, I've <laughs> seen neither of those. <laughs> I'm going to recommend you see these, because I want people to be so happy of what we have today. <laughs> I, even, I will even, like, when I think about how... Iron Fist was a letdown for me. I go back to these movies and go, you know, I'm kind of glad I got Iron Fist because we have The Incredible Hulk meets Thor. Uh, right. Donald Blake slash Thor in one. And, of course, this is the uh, Bill Bixby you know, show I grew up on. Loved the Hulk. Absolutely loved the Hulk. It was the thing we got on TV besides the old... Uh, when, when was the seventies? Was the live action Spider Man show? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That that was just in reruns for me. Did not. Did not. Was not able to watch that on on TV. Just caught that every so often. I can't even tell you where I would have seen that one. But now the uh, the Incredible Hulk was a show that was still on TV whenever I was little, and they did two special TV movies. The one with the uh, Thor is hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. And the Trial of the Incredible Hulk has Daredevil and the Kingpin in it. What? Are Absolutely. you serious? Absolutely. The, in fact, the 
He doesn't have the red costume, but he has a very familiar-looking black costume with a bandana on his face, which huh. has been uh, has been talked about as the inspiration for his Daredevil Year One outfit uh, done by John Romita Jr. That is awesome. Was from that TV movie, and also Gimli plays the kingpin in that. <laughs> that is way cool. Yeah. No, I haven't seen these. Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. And don't get me wrong, I loved watching it when I was a kid. It's it's all we had. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, but go back if you get a chance. I mean, they sell them like a two pack at Walmart. Spend the five dollars and, and look at that and go, wow. <laughs> Wow, I'm so happy I get to see, I get to purchase Guardians of the Galaxy 2 next week. I'm glad I didn't have to live through this. But, I suggest you go out and watch them. I want you to watch them. That's awesome. Um, Dude, Monday, coming up. Uh, we're recording on a Saturday. Monday will be the Eclipse. And in honor of the Eclipse, I have a Have You Seen It that is... An eclipse is a pivotal point in that movie, and that is Lady Hawk. You know, I know this movie. I've never seen it. It's it was one of those once again video store box art. Couldn't couldn't watch it. Couldn't get it. Too young. Whatever. Never had the opportunity to watch it. Oh my goodness, dude. Um, you it stars uh, Rutger Hauer, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. And Matthew Broderick, uh, Matthew Broderick, very young Matthew Broderick. Uh, there is a curse put on Rudger Hauer and Michelle Pfeiffer. And during the daytime, she is a hawk. And during the nighttime, he is a wolf. And they love each other and they can never be together. And Matthew Broderick is kind of, um, he, he's, their, he's their friend. He, he cares for one during the day and the other during the night. And basically just takes care of each of them. He's their overseer. And during the eclipse, they get to be together because it is light and dark at the same time. It It is one of those movies that I remember from my childhood that I was like, this is a good movie. Like, it, it, it was set, I believe the setting, it's been forever since I've seen it. So forgive me, but I think it's set in the time of, you know, lords and ladies and knights and all this great time, and you know it—it's just a great movie. I—I I freaking love Rudger Hauer. His movies are always got a little bit of cheesiness to them, but it's just enough to make it perfect. Hobo uh, with a shotgun? What? <laughs> hey, I, Hobo with a shotgun's a fun movie to watch. I like it. Well, just now like hold a- on, Blade Runner isn't a. <laughs> No, 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 not Blade Runner. Not every single one of his movies is like that. But have you ever seen Blind Fury? Oh my gosh, I, I th- I've caught bits on I TV. Mean, I've never watched. I mean, watched Rutger Hauer was stick before there was stick. You know, uh, he he's a blind ninja. You know, he he has a seeing cane that all uh, inside that cane he's got a sword, and you don't want him to pull that out because he will kick your ass like. It is a great movie as well. I enjoy Blind Fury. But Lady Hawk, in honor of the eclipse that we get on Monday, you should definitely check that out. Nice. Ah, Dude. Well, um, before we get into anything else, I think we should go ahead and leave our information because we're about to talk some Game of Thrones spoilers. 
Yep, yep. On uh, social media, on Twitter, you can find me at Maynard98. You can find both of us at Not So Southern G's. You can find me at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search Not So Southern Gentleman on Facebook. Hit us back, conversations, Messenger, Twitter, whatever. Give us a shout-out. We'll out. get back to you. We will. We'll, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. And we look forward to every single conversation we have with somebody that listens to our show. We're just so incredibly honored that somebody would listen to us yakking back and forth uh, the way we do each week. We appreciate each and every listen. So if you're caught up on Game of Thrones, you've watched the leak, please stay tuned. If not, for Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. I'm Ricky. The North remembers. All right, here we are in the middle of Game of Thrones talk. We have seen the episode that's going to air Sunday, and this is, dude. We we never last week we recorded before the the Suicide Squad episode premiered. D- dude, can can we at least discuss how they got in this position before the leaked episode come out? I mean, let's just say this Suicide Squad that they put together to go north of the Wall, it is one of the in that group are some of the best fighters we have in all of Westeros. Now, I mean, last week's episode, you'll have to refresh me. You, was was I mean, that the... That was them going north of the wall, getting stuck on the the ice island, have, what have you. No, no, it, that's yeah. this week. Yes. I, I, I realize that. But before there it is the them going to gather the group to go north of the wall. You're going to have Jon Snow. You get Jorah Mormont. You have have the Hound. Clegane, whatever. Whatever. You want to you wanna get all... Uh, all right, what, I'll look it up. Hold what's, on. What's the guy uh, that can put fire on his sword? I mean, good God. There are some awesome... Hey. Eastwatch. Eastwatch is the name of the episode. Yes. Exactly. Okay. But I'm just saying... It, it was awesome. We we don't have enough men. Did you bring the large woman? Okay, the leaked episode. This one tore me up, man. Um, oh my I, gosh! I, I'm sad. I mean, where, I mean what all? Sad. What all besides what happened in the north happened? We got uh, Tyrion, you know, and and uh, Daenerys going back and forth about, you know, uh, leadership and and queenliness and and what's going to happen down the road. And uh, did we? It started I'm with ja- it started with Jamie. No, that was last week's. It started with Jamie and Braun, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The you're, you're mixing them together as well. You're mixing them together. See, this is what happens when. Two episodes get re- released in one week. Is we end up talking about both of them together. Either way, you you brought up the uh, Tyrion part, and I want to address that. I think I acted I on a phone conversation. I acted like I think you know Tyrion still got enough Lannister in him that he 
he doesn't want the Lannisters to die. He he, he knows that Daenerys can fly in there with at that time her three dragons and just smoke the ever living crap out of all of them. He knows that. No. And I, I don't think there's any doubt that if she was to take those three and her army and go towards King's Landing, there wouldn't be a thing left. I don't, I don't think that's what he's worried about. I I don't think he's worried about family at all. He knows Tyr- Tyrion's a smart guy. Yeah, he's going he cares for Jamie. But he's more concerned about his queen. She, he is generally cho- g- genuinely chosen her to be his queen. He's concerned about the the people, how they're going to view her, how they're going to view her actions, and he's a hundred percent right. She can't go in, you know, fire and, and fury and expect everybody. <laughs> wow, that phrase. Uh, go in and expect everybody to be have respect for. Her. Um, and, and that is a, I think that's a hundred percent his concern. Yeah. There is a little concern for Jamie. I mean, he doesn't care anything about Cersei or, uh, you know, anybody that cares for her except for Jamie, but the people, I, I genuinely think he is of the people and uh, he thinks that she's the best thing for the people of Westeros. I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. We'll, we'll find out, I guess. It's it just, it troublesome to me that he keeps this is like two or three episodes in a row that he's trying to pull back the reins on her I'm all about winning the battle man once the battle is won you can always appease the people yeah you you gotta gotta go in I would never have guessed that from you (laughs) yeah my opinion is you go in kick ass take names and then you sort out the dead you know who's living at the end of it I can I can appease you. I can hook you up with some gold, some nice living, you know, quarters. Hey, you want old Cersei's room in the castle? Go for it. I got my own place. Te- you know, all of King's Landing is yours to all the normal people. I, I don't right. know. All right, all right. You know me. That, well, that's uh, the way I look at things. I, I let let me ask you this: How did you feel about old Sam history blocking uh, Gilly? Good night. <laughs> what is going on, Sam? Sam look. I realize you're a little put off that the 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 magistrates didn't maesters whatever have you didn't listen to your speech that you gave because you did give a good speech and you put it all out there on the line what you felt and they didn't care and I know you're upset but when somebody brings up Prince Rhaegar's name you stop what you're doing and listen, especially when it concerns an annulment and a marriage in the same day. If someone asks you if you're a god, you say, yes! That's right. If somebody asks Jon Snow if he's a bastard, his answer should be no. He's not a bastard. That that was made clearer than it has ever been. I mean, for those of us that watch the show, we've known for a long time that huh, John's a Targaryen. We had no idea he is a legit Targaryen. He is a prince. He was born of a marriage. Therefore, he actually has more right to the throne than Daenerys. I mean, oh my goodness, Sam, shut up and listen. And we're we're still talking about Eastwatch, but I mean, it has to be said. I mean, there's so much great stuff that was in that episode. The 
you know, now, speaking of Sam, he is now Lord Samuel Tarley. He just doesn't know it yet. Yeah. Because Daenerys put down, laid down the law. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, no more dick on jokes, though. God. Oh, but, you know, here, that that sh- this show does stuff so well because they should, you feel that Dickon should have lived. And so does, um, I mean, that's that's the whole thing with Tyrion's argument. He's like, you should have let the son live to show your mercy. And, of course, she's like, no, I, he made a choice. He knew the consequence. I'm yeah. not, I'm a ruler. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm on Daenerys' side, man. And then, of I, course, oh, go, so go ahead. I mean, if I'm the guy with the dragon behind me, and I say kneel, and you say no, I say uh, spit fire on this guy. I mean, that's just the way I am, though. You you know that. that I'm totally with Daenerys, 100%. If, I, if you don't kneel, you get the fire. Goodbye. And uh, uh, then, of course, we have... Now, I was a little put off by this, and I know it ended up being a great scene, but for absolutely no reason whatsoever, Dragon lands by Jon Snow, and he starts petting a dragon. And I mean, I mean that's a very simplistic description of what goes of an amazing scene. Yeah. But the first thing I thought was like, why did the dragon land? Why did she fly the dragon right out to him like that? Whenever well, she knew, oh, he may snap down and just bite him in too. Yeah. Maybe she wanted to see. I mean, the, it's very obvious they they did that just so he could end up petting this you know. dragon. Yeah, because the dragon is like, oh, he's Targaryen like me. Oh, he's a dragon. Oh, my goodness. It was a great scene. And I know why they did it, and I bought full in, to. Oh, it was awesome, dude. Incredible. Yeah, and then Gendry with the Warhammer, uh, mm. you know, and, and meeting the Onion Knight again. I thought you'd still be rowing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was great. That was absolutely great. That episode, Eastwatch, was an absolute great episode. Absolutely. Um, now, moving on to the leaked episode we were supposed to be talking about. <laughs> uh, you know, they're they're going they're over the wall. You know, they go to uh, East Watch. They get everybody. They're on their way. They're past the wall. Gendry's got his ham- war hammer. Uh, there, there's great. There's like three moments where people stop and do dialogue. There's. Um, uh, uh, Jorah and John's conversation about Longclaw, which is oh. absolutely great. Mm-hmm. And you know, John wants to give Longclaw back because it's a it's a Mormont sword. He feels he owes it to uh, uh, Jorah's father, and he of course comes back. He says, "I cannot take it. I've dishonored my family name. Uh, you know, your father was going to kill me for what I did, and deservedly so. Thank God he didn't." And John agrees. You know, thank God he didn't. And uh, but he, he refuses to take Longclaw and says it is yours. You you have earned it. My father wanted you to have it. Um, and then of course the oh, the hound. But, what? Yes. See see what I was gonna say is as touching a moment as that is and as memorable, it's not the best conversation that happens. <laughs> I'll bet you do. The ha- the hound and Thor is this Thoros or is that the what what is his name? Um, the one of do Thoros I- is either the. The guy with the eye patch, or the, or is he the the priest? Barrick. Barrick is the guy with yeah. the eye patch. Yeah. Yeah. Barrick's the eye patch that he can throw uh, 
flame on Well, the they sword. both can. Him and him yeah. and the priest can both flame their swords up, which is okay. amazing. Yes, it's absolutely incredible. But no, I, I'm talking about uh, the the conversation between the hound and uh, the wildling. Tormund. Good, good God, the what? Tormund, didn't it? Tormund, yeah, Tormund. Yeah. Oh, he's like, because they're talking. To yeah, I've met her. He's like, he's like, oh, it's when I when I get back. There's a large woman. She's as big as you. And he's like, Brienne of Tarth. He's like, oh, you know her. We've like, met. We're gonna we're gonna make <laughs> giant babies that rule the world. <laughs> oh, that's so great. I and love. Then, and then of course their their conversation. What? What is that? Blah blah blah. Oh. I like that. I'll bet you do. <laughs> I'm gonna, just keep that one. Just keep that one. Let him watch it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, and then there's so there's good. one more in there. Isn't there another conversation? Yeah, th- there's uh, Gendry and uh, somebody talk. For uh, a well, the whole brotherhood. You know, yeah. talking about why they sell him and all that. You know, and, and they're they're giving him. They're trying to mend fences. Is the way I feel about it. Is they're saying, you know. We wasn't doing it out of meanness, kid. We love you. You know, you're one of us. Ha, ha, ha. And then comes the hound. He's like, quit whining like a woman. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, oh, gosh. Uh, but then, you know, the action of that episode starts. They uh, they find a White Walker. Uh, they found they found a, a small sect of, of, uh, uh, of weights with a White Walker leading them. Mm-hmm. You know, and they ambush them, kill them, and they get one. That doesn't die. They figure out that uh, if you kill a White Walker, that the weights he created will also die. Well, there right. was one with him that we, one he didn't create, and they they finally get. They look like they're going to succeed and capture him, but then this thing lets out this scream that summons the Night King. Oh my goodness! And then I, I this episode we trouble. is balls to the wall. I mean, it is them trying to escape this thing in tow. Gendry, get out of here! Get to the wall! Send a le- send a send a raven! Blah blah blah! Oh my gosh! And uh, uh, Sean, I'm talking too much. You, you, you know, where do you want to talk about? Once once again, we we end up with Jon Snow and his group of friends with their backs to the wall, surrounded by the enemy. We get that claustrophobic type feel the way we did in the Battle of the Bastards. I mean, it, it just replicated that for me. When when John's telling them to retreat and, and they're stuck out on that island as the, you know, they realize that uh, the ice is refrozen. <laughs> and, and, the, and they figure that out by the hound, of course. That is so great. He picks up a rock and throws it at the one guy and breaks its jaw off and it just it's like, Ugh. and then he's like, you sorry, and picks up a bigger rock. Of course, he throws it, but it doesn't go as far. It just hits the ice and slides all the way to him. Well, of course, um, they had all rushed out on this island, and the ice had started breaking and kept them off. Well, right. it had been long enough that the ice had refrozen. It slid all the way over to the guy. The guy looks down and looks back up and starts walking, and that's when oh. all of them start coming, and they're like, oh, crap. Did, did you not get that same Battle of the Bastards type feel where you're like, oh, my God, what is going on? What is, you know, you even got that, that pan down. That claustrophobic. The- yeah, we but, go. but you know that drone look where you're looking down on the battle as it's zooming in and it keeps panning up and John's the one that it's focused on in the middle and then all of a sudden, here we go. 
man. Light them up, you know. But you, you get the flame. The uh, you know the most panic part of that episode to me was al- almost losing Tormund. I I I don't oh. really I've never really cared for the guy, but the moment like they started pulling him down, I was like, oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 dude. Tormund's been one of my favorites since you know the. Was that two seasons ago? He was the one that stood up for John, you know. And I've been like, this guy is his good friend. He is going to stick with him through thick and thin, and he has. He's been a good friend to John and Tormund. I love watching him fall in love with Brienne. So therefore, I want them to be together, and I want to see this giant happen. babies. I, <laughs> I want to see I the want, giant babies. I want the giant babies to occur, so he cannot die. But then the hound comes to his rescue. Yes, I will say this. Mm, do you think there's something there? I don't understand. The, you know, Tormund is being pulled down. And the camera is not flashing back and forth between, you know, Tormund and the hound making his way there. It, it's showing Jorah. And, and Jorah's just kind of doing this step back thing where he's looking, but he's not... I don't know why they showed Jorah do that. I don't know why Jorah wasn't making more of an effort to save him. And then here comes the Hound into scene just like a monster. You know, the Hound is incredible as he is. And and he saves him, you know. And then it pans back, and that's when we get, oh, my God, are they going to make it? Who's going to die right here? And then, of course, now in the the interstitial part, I mean, we saw... Um, uh, Gendry gets back to the wall. Um, right. Uh, the the Onion Knight is there, and he gets a raven off. And you have, you know, Tyrion running after um, uh, uh, Daenerys, going, "You can't do this," you know, blah blah blah. And she's talking about, "I'm sick of heroes. Heroes die," uh, you know, blah. And she flies off with all three dragons. And right. of course, now we're in the middle of all this, you know, it. it the time compression they're doing this season kind of bothers me, but the story is crazy enough. I don't care. <laughs> I honestly I don't, don't I don't care. care. I don't care if they're teleporting there. This, this stuff is great, but anyway. So the very last, you know, it's it's do or die. They're closing in like it's too close. Shit's going down. Boom, you see dragon fire. Boom. And yeah, and, and as devastating as the dragon fire is, you know, you you, I never had a good feeling. I never had a good feeling that this, this was going to turn out okay. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> you you, and the thing that bothered me was the Night King never seemed rattled. He never even, you know, he's he's not. He doesn't. We don't see emotion. I don't. From I don't him think they. Anyway. I don't think they rattle. I don't think we've seen emotion from any of them. I mean, the closest we got was the first time John blocked the guy's ice sword, and he looked. He was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at at, like, at the Battle of Hardhome. Right. And then you know the Night King kind of looks at one of his right hand White Walkers. <sighs> they break hands out him this ice spear, and, and he takes. Kills- he yeah. takes down, yeah. He takes down Vagris? a Viserion. Viserion, yeah. And uh, 
Oh he, my uh, dude, the amount he, of blood just spilling and, uh, everywhere. Crashes into like, the oh. ice and sinks below the ice and no, no, the no, look no. on Daenerys's face and you know, everything get out. They've got to get out and, and she lands and gets everybody on except for Jon Snow. Uh, get on the dragon, John. Get on the dragon. I, I just zigzag, John. Zigzag. No, yeah, I know it's not that part, but you know, there's the movie Orange County where he's like, where Jack Black's like, get in the car, get in the car. I was doing that scene in my head. Get on the dragon, John. Get on the dagum dragon. And of course, he fall, he he just seemingly seemingly yeah. falls in battle. You know, gets sucked below the ice with some uh, some weights. You know, holding him oh, down. Lord. And then of course she takes off. And everybody's on there. Jorah nearly falls off. The uh, the uh, the uh, uh, Rhaegon follows him, and uh, the white uh, the and of course the Night King gets another spear, and, and starts throwing it. And of course Big they whiffer. dodge. Uh, they dodge, and then, but you, you you turn. Then there's a scene of Longclaw laying on the ice, and it holds. The camera zoom pans in and holds, and holds, and holds. <laughs> Yeah. And then a hand comes up, and and it's John. You know, oh my God! Right. Then he comes out of the ice, and it, maybe not. I mean, I mean, you're not a storyteller. All the uh, all the weights are walking away, and and but they start. One turns around and sees John, oh. and John, you know, is freezing to death, and his water soaked, and has long claw, but there's nobody. And then you see this this ring of fire. And it's and it's it's his it's his uncle. Yeah, it, uh, dude. Oh, I was so happy. And he sacrifices himself. He gives him his horse and says, "Go." No. Once uh. again, another death caused by John. Well, he was already another. he was already dead, kind yeah, of. Yeah, but <laughs> if he had just got on the dragon, if he had just got on the dragon, John, get on the dragon. I'm telling you, John pisses me off sometimes with his oh I'm just gonna uh, I'm keeping my eye on the Night King and that's my goal right. and da, 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 da. Uh, I get it I get all right, it all right, he, all right. he's uh, the enemy end of, you know I, I, I've got to go here in a minute end of episode we get Daenerys waiting on the wall waiting for you know wants to wait just a little while longer to see if John makes it back John makes it back they get on the ship Daenerys and John are on the ship she sees all the scars and, and the stabs and it realizes what has happened to him yeah. And has, there's, this, there's this moment where they connect and he says he will bend the knee. She's like, but your people. And there's really, and this, all this emotional stuff that you're not supposed to care for as a guy. And, um, uh, yeah. you know, that, of course they come apart because they know they can't blah, blah, blah. And uh, anyway, then comes the stinger at the end of the episode. There's uh, whites pulling chains. You're like, what's going on? Then you realize they're pulling something out of the water. And then it's the dragon. And you're like, oh God. He's going to, and he goes up and walks and touches the dragon, and boom, we have a blue eyes, wide heart, draggle lich, ice dragon. Shit. I love it. Episode ends. Oh, it was so good. I'm going to watch it again Sunday. I'm going to be there watching it again. Absolutely, man. All right. Uh, I enjoyed this, man. You have a good one, and uh, thanks for listening to us as always. Amazing. Y'all have a great day.